Hey everyone, it's Erica, one third of the Church Days podcast. Melina, Jasmine, and I wanted to say thank you so much for listening thus far. We've hoped you enjoyed our first few episodes. The three of us have conversations about Christianity, church, and culture all the time for the podcast and in just regular conversation. And in both cases, we often end up going on random tangents connecting one topic to another. So instead of having super long episodes or throwing out content that doesn't quite fit in our episode plan for the season, we're going to share them with you in our occasional bonus episodes, which will be appropriately named On a Tangent. So let's get this episode started. Drop that intro. I'm Melina. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Erica. And this is Church Days, a call and response to Christianity and the culture. So in a previous conversation, we were talking about a little bit about our upbringings and our experience with church as kids and how we came to know God and Jesus. And it really made me think about the importance of culture in all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to, to put out there that our foundations are what they are. We are not bashing how we brought up, but I think it's important now that we are adults to be able to critique yeah. <laughs> our understanding mm-hmm. and recognize that like the way our upbringing framed the way we understood church, the way we understood Christianity um, and all of those things may not necessarily be correct. But our, like I said, our foundation is what it is. So honor it as our starting place. Right. But as adults moving forward. Keep what was good, throw out what was not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when people talk about culture, they automatically go to like race, ethnicity, mm-hmm. um, in terms of culture. So I decided let's put this PhD to work. I didn't pay for all these classes for nothing. Amen, honey. Let them know. <laughs> no, let them know what you know. <laughs> I feel like my professor would be so proud Same of you. way. Right Flexing these muscles. That's good. But yeah, I think it's like we can kind so, of dig in and kind of really understand like what is culture and then talk about kind of how our various cultural backgrounds influence our understandings of faith. So culture in a nutshell is the way that the brain makes sense of the world. If you think of like your brain as a computer, like the hardware, culture is the software um, that the brain uses. So there's three levels of culture. Um, so there's surface culture, and that's usually the things that people think about. So the things that we can see and touch and feel. So food, dress, music, holidays um, are like surface level, surface level culture. Then you go down a little bit deeper. We have shallow culture, which is the unspoken rules around everyday social interactions and norms. So we think about how we conceptualize friendships, our concepts of time, what is appropriate, like personal space between people. Mm-hmm. Those are cultural things, nonverbal mm-hmm. communication, especially in these days. Yes, especially <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes, don't six like feet. literally give me six feet. I've always appreciated space. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I would like that even prior to COVID, like yeah. giving six feet period right. Right. in general, right. unless like, I'm giving you a hug or unless you are like one of my nephews and right. they don't really understand personal Yeah, they don't get it. Especially a little one. He just has to be like right oh, yeah. seat. Right. In your, in your business. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, those things and our understandings of those things are cultural. cultural. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's deep culture, which are like our unconscious assumptions that govern our worldview. So we, a lot of times, don't even realize that we hold these things. So we think about our views of what's good and bad, that guides our understandings of spirituality, health, competition or collaboration, how we interact with people. And it also affects how we learn new information. So as it relates to this conversation, our podcast, we've talked about how, you know, we all identify as Black women, mm-hmm. but we come from very different cultural backgrounds yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of geography, in terms of the different denominations that we grew up in. Yeah. So let's just jump into how your upbringing frames your idea of church and God. Who wants to kick it up? <laughs> I think I'll start. So I grew up Orthodox and um, Tell us what Orthodox means. Ancient Christianity. That's like so, like the disciples. Like the yeah. So the language that um, was spoken in our church was um, giz. So it was a mixture of our traditional tongue and giz. And my mom told me that that was the language that was the Bible was written in long, long ago. Interesting. So when I asked her. Uh, who spoke that and who understood it, it's only priests that get to learn that language. Mm-hmm. So, which left the entire, I guess I'll call them the congregation, but the um, members, they didn't really understand what was being said. And a lot of it is just rituals mm-hmm. um, that they recite over and over, sometimes seven times. And so my understanding um, of church growing up was you, you, you have to do these things. Right. Um, so it was like, you know, very Old Testament, very, you know, traditional. And I understand now as an adult that there's um, power in that and there's a reason, there was a reason for it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's the way we're supposed to live. I think mm-hmm. we need to be more in relation with God and have, you know, have open communication. I think he's really interested in how, what we think and how we feel. And that's not the way I was brought up. I was brought up, you, you know, you don't go to church um, on certain time, during certain times of the month for a woman. You don't wear pants. Oh, so that traditional. It's very traditional. Oh, wow. And so, okay. you know. You don't wear pants? You don't wear pants. Um, <laughs> I'm not allowed in. Um, I remember, um, and you have to be covered, you know, and you guys were you know, at my wedding. So you saw what they did to me. And I yes. was like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you know, they swarmed me because like my, I guess I didn't, I wasn't covered enough. And even like my bridesmaids, they had, they had it before they went into the church, but they had to have something over their shoulders and over their head. But um, yeah, it's a lot of practice. Like you just have, you have to do this on this day. You have to fast on these days mm-hmm. and it's hard. And it's like, there's a sense of, if I don't do this, then I will be punished or I yeah. will be, you know, looked at like I'm following, you know, Jesus. Right. So it's exhausting. Like my, you know, and, and a lot of people, I guess, don't necessarily do it now. It's mostly like the older you get, you start to practice those traditions. Mm. Um. So growing up, I don't remember my mom doing it as much, but now that she's getting older, like I see like different habits. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. That's interesting. I feel like when you, you you said it, and I was thinking it like Old Testament, like yeah, very that was Old like, Testament. This sounds Israelites. Like <laughs> yeah, yes. And even now, that's pretty much what they preach. 
They, mm-hmm. they, you know, they use a lot of Old Testament in their preaching. And mm-hmm. so it's like, what, what about Jesus? Let's talk about Jesus. And they also like value all the saints and they, mm-hmm. you know, remember all the saints. So this is very close to Catholicism. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that for a long time because I didn't like do a lot of research until I got older. But yeah, it's really close to, you know, what Catholics believe. They believe in praying to different saints because mm-hmm. um, they, um, they believe that like the different saints have different powers and, mm-hmm. you know, can intercess for you in different ways. But yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because um, I grew up Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Um, but I, my dad was Catholic. My mom was Baptist. So my parents decided it was for my sister and I that um, it's to baptize us as a child, as children, as Catholics, because the um, way to become a Catholic as an adult was is very, pretty strenuous. Um, and mm-hmm. so they're like, it would be easier for them to figure out how to be kind of any other type of Christian, <laughs> Christian um, denomination. But if they decided they wanted to be Catholics, we kind of like left them out on this. Yeah. So, yeah. So we were raised Catholic and it was a lot of rituals and traditions. And, you know, you have the priest as your intercessor for it to be able to be absolved from your prayer, uh, from your sins. Um, so you have to go to confession. And there was all these different. So called now I'm having a whole brain fart. Levels? It's like levels, but um sacraments. Oh, okay. Different sacraments, which are different like levels of becoming, I guess steps that you have to take to then be able to be considered like um be confirmed. And the last one is confirmation. And that's where you like get blessed and get the Holy Spirit, like as a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And I think the to me like the funny part was like my sister was in sixth grade when she got confirmed. Then we moved and then I was in eighth grade. And I was like, bruh, like, mm-hmm. I thought I could have got the Holy Spirit two years ago. Holy Spirit, like, I mean, I'm here. Right. Like, why, why, do you- have- <laughs> right. Like, why do I have to go through two more years of CCD? Like, what makes this different for me? But, um, and then so th- for me, it was helpful because I'm much, I'm very black and white, much more methodical. So I definitely introduced God to me and Jesus to me in a way that I accepted it and believed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely didn't have a personal relationship because I didn't realize I could. But mm-hmm. um, then on certain weekends, we would go visit my mom's family and my mom's um, mom was very active in her church, in her Baptist church. And so that was like a whole like 180 <laughs> from like wear jeans, mm-hmm. you're out in an hour. Mm-hmm. And you get to look at this book and figure, you know, exactly what's happening. <laughs> and then you go to the Baptist church and we're here all day. All day. All day. All day. <laughs> and I was like, we're what Sunday more can, to Tuesday. What, right. What more <laughs> can we talk about? Like, what more can we do? Um, but I always had so much fun because it was just much more like loose and vibrant and there was lots of fellowship. So I got to see a little bit of, of both. Mm-hmm. So yeah, being in church all day. Mm. <laughs> that was great. Bringing back some good memories for you. See, the thing the thing about it, it wasn't bad. It's just what it was for me. I mean, there was definitely times where I, I absolutely fell in love with the church. Because was, <laughs> I was a kid and we were there all day. So, yeah, so the church I grew up in was not is non-denominational, so not affiliated with any of the, the denominations. And is was predominantly black um so a lot of like the 
traditions and stuff that you would see in, in black churches um, kind of carried over because it's just another conglomerate of black people. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, church on Sundays when I first started, when I can remember, there were three services because there were just so many people eventually got down to one, but still church was at least two hours yeah. every time. Oh, and don't let God. there be a call for prayer. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm there for at least three. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh God! So that was always interesting. It's like, I mean, this, it just was what it was. So it was that. And then there's Sunday night Bible class. So Ooh. there from, from 10 to, to 1, one thirty, sometimes 2. In the what? In the morning? Or in the, oh, the afternoon? In the evening. Yeah, from 10 a.m. to like 2 p.m. And then like we lived and like. You didn't even serve it. Yeah. We just attended. Yeah, that was, but I did start with when. I got old enough. I was in the kids with the babies. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to watch the church on the screen while holding a child. So that was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in church from like 10 to 1, sometimes 2. And then we live like 30, 40 minutes across town. So we'd go home, eat, take a nap, and come right back for a Sunday night Bible class. It was like 7 or 7.30. And don't let there be a youth meeting before because that started at (laughs) 5. So literally I could be in church all day on Sunday. And then there was also Wednesday night church. Oh my. And as I mentioned before, I went to Christian school. So it was like, I'm getting some degree of church every day. um, But really intense doses of church. On Wednesday, because we had chapel in the mornings, we had to dress up in our church clothes. On <laughs> oh Wednesday, we didn't have to wear our uniforms. We had our church clothes. What day was that? Wednesday. Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday everywhere. Yeah. Worship Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. So we had chapel. So we got, you know, that was basically church. Go home from school, eat dinner, go back to church for Wednesday night Bible class. So that. That was a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> tired. I'm tired. Just I'm tired. About it. I'm tired. <laughs> well, I can't, I, I will say when we went to church growing up, it was long. We, it, mm-hmm. church starts, even now I've attended one of the churches here and it starts at 5 a.m. Mm, 5 a.m. 5 a.m. But why? Make sure you wear a dress long. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you don't, you don't wear your shoes inside the church. They have to take your shoes off. Mm-hmm. Um, there's parts of um, the parts, parts of the, the church that you cannot get into. Mm-hmm. Um, so like where the where the priest is, you can't like step on it. Oh my gosh, um, tabernacle. Yes, it is. Yeah. And so I remember at the at our wedding, our photographer, I, I was like, kind of like motioning to her, like get off of that because they would have told her mm-hmm. like you can't, take, you know, right. Yeah, but it, it starts, starts at five a.m. and it's it, um then after the service, it's like breakfast brunch so people usually don't leave church until like two so from 5 a.m to two this is usually how long it lasts i'm not interested i'm not interested i usually leave and i fall i fell asleep last time and there's a lot of standing so you don't sit down until the very end so from five if you get there at 5 a.m you're standing while they're doing all the rituals Mm -hmm. and they give you like a like a stick and like you're just standing there and then you have to like pray so then you have to get on your knees and mm-hmm. when I get on like when I'm down I, I fall asleep <laughs> it's so early yeah and I'm early. just like oh my god I can't I, I can't do this and I feel bad that I don't go as often but I'm like this is this is really really long yeah. like and then the the sermon is like 
maybe 20 minutes and it's at the very end. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess my, I have a question Mm -hmm. for you, Melina, then like, I know you said you're feel bad because you don't go as much, but is it, why do you feel bad about not going to that specific? I think it's because I think it's, there's like a guilt that comes with it because Mm -hmm. you're expected to go. Mm -hmm. And my mom also feels this way. She's like, I wish I would have taken you more. And I'm like, oh my God. But no, I mean, I like enough. you have a, yeah, you have church homes outside of, outside of there, you know, that. Yeah. I think, of and, you know, establishment. I, I think it's, I think it's just, I think it's just a way of the people. Like they have a way of like guilting you into things. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I have to work on too. Like, I mean, do I, I don't like, you know, dwell on it too long, but I do feel like, okay. Let me go. And when I do go, it feels like work. So then I stopped. Yeah. And so it was like, I don't need to, you know, go somewhere if I, that's not what I really want to do. I mm-hmm. can still be, you know, a part of their community right. and, and see them outside of that and still, you know, give if I, if, if, um, if they need something or, you know, I can still continue to tie. Mm-hmm. I just don't have to go there. Do you feel like it's a part like, it's a part of your culture that you're actually missing out on a little bit. Yeah. A little Mm -hmm. bit. I mean, even like, I think about, um, like baptisms, like christenings. Mm -hmm. So my, um, my sister wanted to, you know, pick someone for the godmother and they have to be like her, her best friend is Catholic. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, well, you know, you have to pick an Orthodox, you know, someone who's a part of our, um, religion. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? You yeah. know, and it's like, yeah. so there's that. I think about stuff like that. And I'm just like, I don't really know if I agree with all of the teachings that you're mm-hmm. passing on. So I think that's probably the real reason why I don't go. I think if there was, if my spirit was being filled, filled there, I would probably go, even mm-hmm. if it was at 5 a.m. And there's no like, you can show up late. Like I've never showed up at 5 a.m. I, I would go in at like, you know, 730. And I would stay until like 10.30 and then I would leave the times that I did go. But I I would go if I felt like some I was getting something. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm getting anything there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm an adult, I've attended, you know, a multicultural church. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely different. So there are definitely things about Black church that I miss. The music in particular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the first time I went, I was like, I mean, this little guitar thing is all right, mm-hmm. but you know, makes some soul. <laughs> right, right. So I think about like those type of things and just like also the culture of like call and response. Like there are some churches I've been in, just like everybody's just like so quiet. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is, this is really weird to me. I'm used to like, you know, people talking back to the pastor and the pastor like, Hello, do y'all hear me? You up there? Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. One of the other things that's really interesting. So just the way that I learn, I think it also has to do with the way that I learn. When the sermons like give like a whole list of scriptures, Mm. like I'm going to one, remember that. (laughs) Two, if I write them down, like I'm going to go back and read all of that. So I think one thing that was interesting is like my parents, you saw this, I'm like, oh, what was, what was church about? So like, test this. And like, I couldn't, it was rare that mm-hmm. I could remember just because it was just like so much information. And also right. I feel like sometimes it just wasn't delivered in a way that me as a child could understand like the relevance mm-hmm. of it. Right. 
And I think that's kind of part of the reason why I thought it was cool for us to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, so you're giving me all these scriptures. What, is, what does that mean for my 13-year-old self right now? Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, that's very true. And I think just like some people might just be better than that than others. But I also think it's about understanding how people learn. Like even like when like I work at colleges, like there are classes that are 50 minutes. And there are classes that are an hour and ten because they mm-hmm. know that, like, after that, like, I'm not retaining information. Right. I mean, <laughs> research, research shows that mm-hmm. people only have attention, attention span for that, you know, a specific period of time. So yeah. I don't know why churches think that. I have to change either. all of a sudden. I don't know. Yeah. Like, Jesus oh made us to operate like that no matter what the setting is. So yeah. Which I, mean, I do feel like, um, I do feel like they're, they're, if, they're, if the meat is good, then my attention is mm. on you longer. Um, and if, and some people, some pastors now even know how to, you know, make comedy into it and like personal stories. I just mm-hmm. tend to remember when someone tells me a story, whether it's in school mm-hmm. or um, at church. Like if you tell me a story, I'm going to probably remember the story. Yeah. And I can then relate back to what you were actually talking about. But not everybody is good at that. Yeah. Not everybody is good at like actually being a speaker. You know, they just, it's kind of one-sided. And I think you can tell when you go to churches like that. Yeah. And Jesus taught in parables. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Very true. Some of them you got and some of them you didn't. Yeah. But you remembered it. (laughs) Yeah. It made you think like, hmm, okay, there's this, you're being very abstract. Then you're like, okay, you're not getting it. This is the point. Right. <laughs> this is the metaphor that I'm painting for Right. You. Sometimes yeah. I need the help, Lord. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's like a muscle. Like, you got to work that brain muscle. Yeah. A little bit. I do remember, like, when I, I, my freshman year, I went to a historically black college and we had chapel on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so for going from, like, the, the church that I came from to coming to the South, that was literally going to be my next question for both of you, Northerners. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, there was a church on every block. Mm-hmm. And I remember like being a freshman and like, um, we had, we had four mothers and oh. how sweet. Yes. And I can't think of her name right now. So I'm coming to me, but we had dorm mothers and every Wednesday morning, she went up and down the hallway and screamed chapel ladies. And loud, like so she so chapel was at ten, and you know our college had it blocked off, so there was no ca- classes from like ten to like one or something like mm-hmm. that. And so if you didn't attend, they took attendance. You had oh, to so it was mandatory. Yeah, it was mandatory. Yeah, okay. so you had to attend. It was like church service. There was um, singing. There was like a, a short little sermon, and, and then everybody went to the cafe and ate, and then went to class. Mm-hmm. So if you were smart, I wasn't smart. I didn't know. I didn't know this. So I, I thought it was weird when I was registering, like, why are all the classes so late on Wednesday? Mm-hmm. And so if you didn't know, you would schedule classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you'd be, your whole Wednesday is like packed. in chapel. Yeah. It's packed. And like, you don't get home until like five, six o'clock. Yeah. It was horrible. But um, I remember that was like very shocking to me. I was like, what in the world? And then I went to a church with my, my one, she was my roommate, but like one of my friends. And it was around the corner and it was a church all the kids went to because it was the closest. And I mean, wow, <laughs> that was my first experience at a Baptist Southern mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so different, mm-hmm. so different. I was like, 
people are falling. I, I mean, it was a yeah. lot going on and a lot of energy. It, I was like, oh my God. I didn't know. I guess I just didn't know how different churches could be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely got to see a glimpse with going to visit my grandparents' church, um, Baptist church, but I just, the South is definitely a whole different feel about church and coming down and even on my college campus it was like people were very serious about their god like you have to by not their god like christians were out here hard um there were lots of christian organizations and there was a church everywhere and people really identified themselves as christians um whereas up north i don't like we didn't talk about our religion like that no um so it was like church was something that and not that many people that I knew went to church like very consistently mm-hmm. either and we we didn't really go after I got confirmed it was kind of like all right well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll roll by when we roll by um but yeah that wasn't really a big part of our identity um up north and I also feel like too there's just so many different cultures where I grew up so that people just experienced kind of there's just so many other experiences to talk about and yeah. things to ex- like ways to experience culture. Um, and I'm sure there's so many different ways that people experience their, their religion and their faith. But coming down here, I felt like, you know, you got, I got hit with the Bible on the way, oh, yeah. on the way down and big church is not like it was started to be big church, mm-hmm. which was a, like a newer concept to me. Um, I went to a church in Maryland for um, a while when I lived up there and it was a, um, non-denominational but black mm-hmm. and a bigger church but i was only with that church for me like a year or so before i came down here mm-hmm. and yeah it was just the this concept of like <laughs> wow big, big church everyone's about it if you're not about it there's something I, I don't know i felt like you what church you go to is a part of like you know, what do you do? What church do you go to? It's mm-hmm. like a normal, like with a bumper sticker yeah. with the church. Like that's not a thing of like, that's not a thing. No. Y'all yeah, don't not. have the fish bumper stickers? We do not. Well, no. I'm sure people do, but like it's not your <laughs> church bumper sticker. Like, no. you know, people out here with their church, church, oh, apparel. church apparel. Yeah, church apparel. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Any was not that. a thing. No, I still don't see it. I mean, no. I mean, we ain't talking about, about that. No. Ain't nobody. No. Nobody, nobody's worried about that. Which I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just a very different. My friends, um, my closest friends, so like the girls I'm still close with that I went to high school with. I know, like, like my, my best, best friend is Catholic. Catholic. Does she go to church? I don't really know. Like mm-hmm. it is. It's not like I, I know she. She's a believer, but I, I do have one friend who was like, like I, I went to church, church with her once and or maybe twice, and I remember distinctly like. The lady who was up there, I don't think she was a pastor, but she was preaching and she was pointing. We were all sitting in one section. It was like the teenage section. And she was pointing mm-hmm. at us like we were going to hell. <laughs> and she was just like, you need, and I'm like, am I, what am I doing? I wasn't doing anything. I was a visitor there. It was my first time. And she, and I was like, what in the world? And then like, I was the only one that felt awkward. I was like, so this is okay with you guys? Like, but she pointed at us and like, Pretty, pretty much, much told us to turn from our ways. And I was like, what, is, what are the ways? Like, what is it that we're, what are we doing? So yeah. did y'all not get the fire and brimstone in the north? Uh, we got, no. I don't think I got any of that until 
I came down here and at my university, there was a particular place that you would congregate. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a lovely man who would just spew all the fire and brimstone as yeah, you saw it here. Fascinating to me. Like, yeah. why are you guys always telling me I'm about to go to hell? That's <laughs> fascinating to me because, yeah, like, literally, this doesn't face me. <laughs> I think it was all like, I think the closest thing I saw to that was maybe Jehovah's Witness. Like, outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, and I guess like just apart, I don't know, I think maybe the like legalism of Catholicism is a performance to me it was ended up being, as I look back, more performance based for me. Um, so I felt like if I didn't do X, Y, and Z, I was definitely going to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah. it was not necessarily someone like that skirt looks yeah. like those flowers are going to hell. You wore pink today. Like, yeah. you know, like it was <laughs> And I was literally like walking to class trying to do my own thing. And it's like, oh, now I'm going. I, I thought I was good. I think, it. yeah. I think <laughs> that's also, very new. <laughs> I think, the, the, like, from my understanding, like, what was what's preached w- within our church to now is the, the Bible is taken very literally instead mm-hmm. of like, let's, let's examine what was going on in that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember like with the whole pants and dress sermon, it was. I, I, I know the Bible, so I know what he means by that. Women should do what women do. Men mm-hmm. should, you know, do what men do. But it was like taken completely out of mm-hmm. context. And I was like, that's not, I can wear pants here. It's yeah. okay. At the church that I grew up, there was a whole like, set, a set of classes you had to do before you could serve. And then one of them was specifically for women mm. about how women should, should dress or not dress or have their hair and all of that. So it's different now. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's not different. It's not different for everybody, but no. I mean, I think yeah. they're like the, just the policing women's bodies period um, um, is very much yeah. still yeah. steeped in the church. Yeah. And even to like, are, should women be ministers mm-hmm. or not? Mm-hmm. Do they also have the authority that the men in the pulpit have or not? I don't have, I, I know. In ours, yeah. I don't think there is a woman priest. Is it? They're only men. Only men. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually everyone should just like research research it. Yeah, yeah. about the whole um, papacy and the uh, rules that kind of came as a Catholic Church became, you know, widespread throughout Europe. And mm-hmm. I just feel like there's, hum- there's obviously in, in any type of institutionalized prayer, there's the hum- humanity aspects of it too. Um, and so, yeah, those rules came about. It used to be that women were allowed to have some type of situation or like some type of leadership. But then, um, oh, I forget which Pope it was, came and said, no, no, yeah, you're good. Yeah, mine. And then it's been that way, you know, ever since. Also changed the rules about what priests were able, like, were able to do and not do. do. And, not do. Mm-hmm. and then, yeah. yeah. So, so it's like before priests were able to marry, a pope said they couldn't, and now they can't. This is no shade. This is just history. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure people that are listening <laughs> know. So, yeah, I mean, I think it is one of those, those things where, where um, people are, people, in all every culture and what it sounds like is people are people are making rules that don't necessarily reflect mm-hmm. what what is in the Bible or what God is actually trying to say to us. Like what does that really how does that really affect us or make us better Christian? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we all touched on this a little, but kind of how did your understandings of like the norm and 
rituals of church influence how you view God and a relationship with him and what that means or should mean or could mean? Well, I know for me, I, it was definitely like God was far away. God was authoritarian and God was somebody that I couldn't approach myself. Mm -hmm. So that is still something that I am working to understand and get to know him as my father who, um, because of the blood of Jesus, I can approach to, uh, mm -hmm. approach to him with confidence, approach the throne of, uh, of the Lord with confidence. And that's something that, like I said, I still struggle with. Um, mm -hmm. God was far away. Yeah. Unaccessible, cold, mm -hmm. um, retro, like, um, more was it ret retributed? Ret yes. Is that the word? Yes. <laughs> I can't repeat it, but retributive. retributive. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that word. That word. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and, and punitive. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was definitely performance based. So I felt like I had to do all the right things to be able to receive the love of God. And it's been a lot of unlearning. Um, and I didn't realize how much that spilled over into a lot of my other areas of, of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and and so it's been taking a lot of unlearning to and really uh, seeking God and asking him to like reveal, have him reveal who he is to me mm -hmm. um, personally. So it's that's, yeah. 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 An interesting journey. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it was a lot of, like you said, like rules and it still is um, within that church. But if you didn't do this, then, you know, it wasn't good for you. Mm -hmm. um, they also believe that like at age seven, that's when your sins are counted. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The age of accountability. Yeah, that's yeah. when you have age to do re yeah. reconciliation. Yeah. Yep. So at age seven, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. I think I'm I'm grateful for that. But I'm also, one, I never did it um, just because I thought it was exhausting. But, and I just didn't feel like this, something about it just didn't feel right, even as, as a young child. Mm -hmm. And even as an adult, I think college was where I started noticing like the different types of religion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it started with, of course, like the Baptist Christian Christians and then the non-denominational. And I remember my mom asked me if I was, if I went to church and I was like, yeah, she said, well, what religion are they? And I was like, well, it's non-denominational. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what is that? And I was mm -hmm. like, um, I was like, they're Christian, they're believers, but they're not like associated. And she was like, no. And I'm like, well, I mean, and I felt like there was something that I was getting from that church. So mm -hmm. the things that they spoke about resonated with me, but it wasn't until like, you know, my twenties that I started understanding like what, you know, the Bible really meant and mm -hmm. what God was really looking from, from us. And I also started like, I think looking at just the creation of the world. And I think that's where I started like, okay everything around me was, you know, came from him. Mm -hmm. So if I understand that, then I can understand like the type of relationship that he wants me to have with him if he mm -hmm. created all of this. Mm -hmm. So I think I, I'm grateful for where I started, but it's definitely not something that I can stay in mm -hmm. or even, um, even practice now. Cause I just, I, at this point I know too much yeah. for, for me to like agree. And um, I don't have discussions that's another thing too. They're very, very, I don't want to say close-minded, but I guess that's the only way to really put it. Like you can't, you can't ask questions mm -hmm. because if you do 
it just won't be received well. It'll be like, like, you know, you're you're asking too many questions. And it's just, it comes from a place of curiosity Mm -hmm. and not criticism, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of what, just thinking kind of growing up, a lot of what I had to do, a lot of the unlearning that I had to do is related to kind of separating the character of God from the character of church people. Mm, that's um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, as a child, you, you see people in authority, the adults, you, as a child, you assume that they are right because they're adults. Um, and I think adults most of the time have the best intentions, but I mean, nobody is right all of the time. And I think like I was taught, like, Yes, you can have a personal relationship with God, but it was also, but also you have to follow all these rules. Yeah. And these are, it was a lot of, these are things you can't, you can't do public school. Don't send your kids to public school. Public right. school is bad. Um, you can't watch certain TV shows, certain movies. Don't wear those jeans. Don't let them be too tight. Um, so a lot of them, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. Right. So I think that is how I saw God. It was like, it was very much performance based. Like, so I have to avoid doing all of these things. And if I do these things, like God's not pleased with me right. anymore. Um, and, yeah. And also the, the church people, they, they also won't accept me anymore. So I, it was a lot of like, let me, not that I'm perfect, but let me make it look that way to other people. So they will assume X, Y, Z about me. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. (laughs) And I think I started seeing that and just kind of how that was internalized that I started seeing people like the the people in the church, like we're like the in crowd, we're like in the club, we're in the Jesus club and the y'all out there in the world is like, ugh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that that is a lot of what I had to do is like, no, that but that's not how God sees those people. He doesn't no. see them as, as gross and, and disgusting. No, he doesn't. Um, so I shouldn't see them that way either. And like I said, debunking like God's character is not always the character of the people who find his name, unfortunately. But people are, are human. Yeah. yeah. in nature and we yeah. make mistakes. Yeah. But I think that's sometimes what happens. Like you you can come to this new knowledge of of christ and it's all about well the, now these are all the things that you can't do mm-hmm. and look at me doing all the right things and let me snub my nose at you all out there it's just not <laughs> it's not even humbling when you think about it it's like, yeah where's the humility in that in that at all like there's no humility in it yeah. and that's what he's looking for he always wants you to be humble and he's not interested in if you follow the rules if you really you know and I used to wonder, did they not, do, do they not go deep into the New Testament because of that? Because it talks more about relationship and mm. more about what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to forgive someone and how, you know, Jesus was always around people who were, you know, what mm-hmm. we would say today, like sinners, mm-hmm. you know, um, he used, I mean, he came from that, you know, his lineage. If you look back at that, yeah. look back at that, it's like, it's full of imperfect people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know why they choose what they do choose to talk about. But I also feel like when you're saying like people of the church and kind of trying to 
see the difference between God, who God is and who people are that are at the church. Um, I, I feel like they kind of do like a disservice because you're, you're preaching something and it's, it's, you're not, are you really seeing fruit in the people? Mm-hmm. You know, do they go and really look at the scripture for themselves and get a revelation for themselves if you're preaching a certain type of doctrine mm-hmm. all the time? But I think that is supposed to show like you can't rely on what you grew up in or what you saw from people to, you know, show you what who God is. Right. That's something that you have to do on your own. Mm-hmm. And it can't, you can't learn, you can't learn him through someone else's eyes. Right. And a lot of times we want to do that. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of Church Days. As always, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Church Days. And we'll catch y'all next time. See ya.